Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We've talked a lot about the economy in this country, and it is critically important that our economy recovers. These are difficult times. They are times we're not entirely certain of, and uh, intelligent moves have to be made by everyone. Well-thought-out moves have to be taken. Joining us on the program, we're always glad that he does, Goldie Hyder, the President and CEO of the Business Council of Canada. And the Business Council of Canada reacted to the federal cabinet shuffle. Also, we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Hyder about that. We'll talk to him about the economy and the concern we all have about the supply chain and the availability of goods that uh, in, in this country. It's, I don't know, Goldie, thank you for coming on the program. I hate I hesitate to use the word or the term perfect storm, but I'm, a little, I'm, I'm concerned about it. Well, Roy, great to be uh, back with you. Um, you probably have my talking points because one of my talking points was perfect storm. And, and the reason really is there are things you control and there are things you don't, right? So on the question of the bottlenecks that we're seeing around supply chain, uh, the enormous labor shortage, some of which is um, the factors were in play even before the pandemic, such as aging, uh, all of that is coming home to roost. And at the same time that you're having increased demand for things. So it's, uh, it is indeed a perfect storm, but uh, you can control some aspects of this. And I think the public is looking for a plan. Uh, you know, they haven't uh, rewarded any government with, what is it, five out of seven elections now were minority governments. So they probably aren't feeling like they see a plan. They want to be able to see that plan executed. And they realize that it has to come from um, as much on the growth side of the ledger as it does on the spending side of the ledger. So it's legitimate anxiety at this time, Roy, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure that people are certainly feeling it. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the state of Canada's economy today? Uh, fragile is the first word that comes to mind. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised uh, to the extent that the, that the, um, the sloth, as some have called, have called it, has become a little bit more stagnant. Um, we, I think I've been on your program before expecting that as the vaccinations uh, took hold, and let's give credit where credit's due, there's been a tremendous success on the part of the government and the Canadians and governments across this country to get people vaccinated. We're, we're amongst the leaders in the world. Uh, we'd sure like to get everybody else finished off if they would just get with the program. I think we'd be getting even further ahead. We thought that with that and the return of schools and hopefully the beginning of the return to work for both private sector and public sector, the economy would go on what I think I've referred to as a sugar high before, and, and it hasn't happened. And that is a surprise. Um, there's a lot of money in a lot of people's pockets. Uh, Canadians have saved in excess of over $280 billion in their bank accounts. Uh, corporations have, have, have saved um, not as much as that, but combined they're probably in the range of four to $500 billion, some have estimated. That's a lot of pent-up you know, demand, uh, the, right. uh, spending that's available. So we've got to figure out a way to unlock that. And I think a lot of that has to do with confidence and making people feel that the worst of the pandemic's behind us, but also that we can manage the economic anxieties that people are feeling around affordability and, you know, uh, unemployment and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, anxiety is such a good word, uh, such an appropriate word, unfortunately. But it is, and that's what people are feeling at this time, 19 months into the pandemic. And we were believing, and we did expect that once the, you know, a significant majority of Canadians were vaccinated, that we would start to return to uh, a way of life that we understand. And, and to be reminded that uncertainty is going to be following us for some period of time. 
is not welcome news. But you at the Business Council, you uh, had a news release welcoming the new federal cabinet. Let me talk to you about that and, and ask you this, Goldie. How does a cabinet shuffle affect um, the business of doing business in, in Canada? Does it really matter who the minister is? Because ministers are chosen not necessarily for familiarity with an issue or file, but they're chosen because they meet political necessity, uh, gender, language, ethnicity. I'm not saying these considerations don't matter, but ultimately, doesn't large business in this country require a federal minister with at least some knowledge of how big business operates and what it brings to the Canadian economy and to Canada? And are we getting that? Well, look, I, I must say that I have tremendously strong relationships with members of the cabinet. I do find them to be well-intentioned and uh, certainly putting forth the, uh, the the case that we have been making in terms of the need for economic growth. But, you know, the tone is set at the top. And and I, I'm hoping that perhaps with the interaction of the G20 and, uh, and COP and so forth, a recognition comes that you can't do the social stuff without the economic side of the ledger, that you can make your priorities as much as you like about inclusivity and diversity and, and environment and racism, all of these things which are all fundamentally important uh, to me as a Canadian, to me as a minority. But I also recognize that you need growth, that you have to find a better balance between the need to have an agenda for economic growth, economic prosperity, as much as you do from the social side. In fact, I would argue that if you're not careful, you will lose support for your social agenda if people are starting to feel personally, economically anxious. And yeah. I think we're seeing that with inflation and interest rates and you know, the changing job market, the mismatch of labor um, versus uh, you know, what's available versus what's needed. People want to be led and they want to recognize that, that we're not just going back to where we were, Roy, but a little more ambition than that, a little more urgency than that to say, let's take control of our economy. We can. The policies are key to this. Um, but I do, I do believe it, it stems from, from leadership, and I think that on that front, we need a, a, a more balance on the economic agenda uh, than just the social agenda. Believe me, I, I think child care, I've been advocating for it across this country. I encourage provinces that haven't signed it to sign it, but child care policy alone is not a productivity agenda. Uh, it's not an economic plan. It's one component of it. We need to address reskilling, immigration, uh, innovation, infrastructure. We're getting a reputation for not being able to build anything. And all of these things, Roy, lead to jobs for Canadians. Yes, absolutely. And that's what's critically important. But you also, in uh, the news release from the Business Council, welcoming the new federal cabinet, you identify the uh, country's economic challenges, the headwinds. Um, and let me just run through them here. Continuing health and safety concerns significant increases in the cost of living, supply chain disruptions in several key industries, acute labor shortages in some sectors, the need to balance aspirational climate goals with proportional investments in the transition to net zero, and an unpredictable geopolitical environment. That is a perfect storm if it's not brought under control, if it's not, if it's not managed. I should, let me change that. If it's not managed properly. Um, Goldie, of all those factors, which are the ones that are most significant right out of the gate, or are they of equal importance? Well, look, and, and to think that that's the short list, uh, Roy, I could have added competitiveness <laughs> issues to that. I could have added the technological and digital acceleration that's taking place. Right. There's a lot going on out there, and it's a time for both leadership and partnership. Um, we, I think that the economic issues have historically proven to be 
um, critical to having support for the other issues, if you will. Uh, today, some of those other issues are, in fact, intertwined with the economy, particularly the climate transition that you referenced. But imagine being in that in, in an energy sector, not just in Alberta. This is so much about Alberta, but it's actually about a national issue. We're nationally rich in resources. There's a uh, opportunity here on the mining side, for example, when it comes to the transition on the hydro side. Uh, yes. We have to have um, a very mature federal provincial relationship. We have to have leadership that is trying to figure out what is the infrastructure that's going to be necessary to do the transition in a responsible way. How do we leverage the fact that our sectors, and in particular in the energy and mining and other sectors, are amongst the most innovative, amongst the most who care about the transition to, this, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the new order, if you will, but recognize that it's going to take time. And yet here we are in a world in which the president of the United States uh, cancels Keystone on day one, but six months later puts in an, you know, uh, an, an, an all-points bulletin to the OPEC to say, please increase your supply, I need more oil because I'm worried about the impact this is happening on my consumer. That's not the way to govern these situations. We've got to get out of the politics and get into the sensible uh, about how we're going to do this. And one of the things we've just done here, Roy, if I can mention quickly, and I encourage people to check out canadacoalition.ca, we just had a gathering in person for the first time, led by Anne McClellan and Lisa Raitt, two well-known uh, Canadian politicians from different stripes, to bring together a broad-based coalition of, of, of um, business, but also civil society, academia, and others to say, um, let's agree on some priorities about where to take this country. Uh, let's put it, put some principles in place. And most importantly, Roy, let's measure, are we getting there or not? We can't just have election after election with promises. We've got to have outcomes. Yeah. And, and we do, so it's CanadaCoalition.ca. Check it out, folks. CanadaCoalition.ca. We also have to improve our interprovincial trade realities. We're not good Indeed. and cooperative when it comes to provinces working with each other. So we establish interprovincial trade chicanes for ourselves, and I'm being generous, which makes it, I would think, more difficult to deal internationally as a Canadian national entity. We, we lay obstacles in our own way. Well, I'll be very candid with you, Roy. I chuckled because, you know, um, I'm in this town here in the city in Ottawa where I'm surrounded by the diplomatic community. And while they're very diplomatic publicly, privately, let me tell you, they look and say to me on numerous occasions, what is with the interprovincial trade barriers? You guys promote trade around the world. You're champions of trade agreements that have been groundbreaking in many ways. And here you are at home and you can't get your act together. It's a it's a it's a blemish on us, Roy. And I think again, it's a it's a place where we need our leaders provincially and and uh, and uh, federally to figure it out. Because at a time in which we're anemic GDP growth, to know that somewhere in the neighborhood of two to four percent GDP bounce boost to your economy resides in your own control. You can't blame America. You can't blame anybody else for this. But you can look in the mirror and say, we as, as Canadians are not putting our national interest ahead of our local parochial interest. And that's shame yeah. on us, right? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.